This is Scott Obert for Spiritual Onion. Jesus isn't the only one being crucified this Good Friday. Our world is being crucified. If we're in touch with our experience this Good Friday, we know that Jesus nailed to the cross looms over the world. Viscerally, we are surrounded by the realities that crucifixion brings to us, suffering, dying, and death. Death reaches out to every one of us, which makes Paul's words in 1 Corinthians hit home. We preach Christ and Him crucified. Don't you think this is strange? Not Jesus Christ resurrected, not Jesus Christ risen, not Jesus alive, but we preach Christ and Him crucified. But perhaps today it does make sense for us. Christ crucified not as a one-time event standing in for all of us. Christ crucified shows us the pattern of the universe. We are each crucified on the cross of our own life. If not before, surely now. We are all being wounded. We are all suffering. We are all hurting. We are all being stretched to our limit on the cross of our own peculiar, particular life. Isn't this our experience? Isn't this the experience of every person on earth? We are all united in the cross of Christ, which also turns out to be our own individual crosses. Grocery and gas prices soaring worldwide, inflation beginning to run rampant, Russia invading Ukraine, leaving cities entirely destroyed, four million Ukrainian refugees, and we're barely out of a two-year-plus pandemic where millions have died, political differences splitting family and friends. When we're not so much in a crisis, Holy Week, Palm Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and Holy Saturday, comprise a nice ritual for the church-going few, right? On Palm Sunday, we wave our palm branches. We come to Monday, Thursday for the Last Supper. A few people, usually faithful older adults, show up for Good Friday and then Thank God we fast forward to Easter, which in normal times remains essentially a family event. New clothes and for many, their biannual trip to church. Easter lilies and Easter hats, brunches and buffets, favorite anthems and hymns, recalling when our church was the same old, same old, which makes many feel warm and fuzzy. But people are not transformed. Jesus didn't die an excruciating death so that we could have warm and fuzzy feelings on Easter. But perhaps this year we can get it. By God, I hope what is dying and dead this year is Christian faith as a means of being nice with our hope that we're good enough to get in heaven. All of that surely needs to die. There is so much that needs to be crucified in the church and in this world. This Holy Week makes it clear, doesn't it? 
The world is being crucified. Two weeks before I went to seminary, my mother was murdered on Hilton Head Island, the South Carolina vacation mecca. This after my father had attempted suicide two years earlier, and years later he succeeded. So I know what it is to be crucified. I know what it is to be overwhelmed by death. I know what it is like to be buried in the tomb. It seems like now is a time for all of us to experience suffering and dying together within the universal spiritual pattern unveiled in the life and death of the Christ. But who put Jesus to death anyway? Well, it was the wealthy religious leaders, the Sadducees along with the Pharisees, who were the ultra-religious, who cooperated with the civil authorities in putting Jesus to death. Then, as now, the institutional leaders often are corrupt, self-serving narcissists, or just not up to the task. In the day, this is what they said. So the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered the council and said, What are we to do? For this man performs many signs. If we let Jesus go on like this, everyone will believe in him. And the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. So from that day on, they made plans to put him to death. Wealthy religious leaders bowing down to political power in order to maintain their own. Just like today's charlatans, Franklin Graham, Paula White, Jerry Falwell Jr., and Kenneth Copeland, bowing down to political power. If you want to see something bizarre, go on the net and watch Kenneth Copeland blow away COVID-19 by making a sound like a raspberry. And don't forget to send him a faith seed of $200 because, by God, God told him he needed to raise $300 million this year for a new plane. I tell you, these frauds make me embarrassed to be a pastor. Corrupt political leaders put Jesus to death. The ancient church leaders made it clear by including the Roman ruler Pontius Pilate in the Apostles' Creed. He suffered under Pontius Pilate. And the ignorant people who are still with us called out, Give us Barabbas. We would rather free a murderer than free the Son of God. It is time that we all take into our hearts and minds the actual story of the death of Jesus and who put him to death, rather than our sentimental, romantic notions about Jesus. We preach Christ and him crucified by the principalities and powers, by those who want the marginalized to remain on the margins, by those who want the poor to remain poor, by those who want the sick to remain ill, by those who want the prisoners to be punished, by those who want to continue to hold and manipulate power in their own self-interests. And let's add that it is bad theology, unfaithful to the scriptures, and a betrayal of Jesus to think that he knew he was going to suffer and die on the cross. The gospel writer Luke records Jesus praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. 
In his anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down on the ground. Now we know medically this occurs under great stress, when the blood vessels around the sweat glands constrict and then dilate to the point of rupture. The blood is then released through the sweat glands in his anguish. The world is in anguish. We are being crucified. The world is being crucified. We are together in this anguish and this crucifixion. We may be separated physically, but spiritually we are connected in soul and spirit. God help us. Momentarily, we're going to play a song called A Showman's Life. Sounds pretty odd for Good Friday. But there's a method to my madness. In the chorus, there is a line, Nobody told me about this part. Nobody told us about this part, did they? Growing up as children, life was innocent. Most of us have been raised to pursue happiness and freedom. We expect good times. We want to relax, party, get together, and let her rip. Many of us have been successful or have been content to get by. Sure, there have been tough times, but nobody told us about this part. The poet William Yeats wrote, Call this world, if you please, the veil of soul-making. Then you will find out the use of the world. And soul-making is about pain and suffering, being dragged down into our own personal hell. Nobody told me about this part. Nobody told you about this part. Nobody told Jesus about this part. But by consciously suffering through, we are told we can be transformed. Nobody told us about that part. This is Pastor Scott Olbert for Spiritual Onion, and I invite you to listen to the Easter podcast coming up just around the corner. A showman's life is a smoky bar The fever chase of a tiny star It's a hotel room in a lonely while from what I've seen of a showman's life nobody told me about this part they told me all about pretty girls and the wine and the money
Nobody told me about this. 